shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. This is Doug Maurice from the College Football Survivor Show. And if you care about the college football playoff, this is the podcast for you. My co-host Shahan Jeharaja and I have been debating the college football playoff since August. And now we're in the heart of the rankings debate. Every week, we welcome teams into our playoff discussion. We kick teams out of our playoff discussion. And we debate the best teams within context of each other. Where's the committee getting it right and getting it wrong? No one knows the playoff like us. Join us on the College Football Survivor Show. Hey, everybody. It's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And it's so weird that, you know, when I'm watching SmackDown and trying to get into the different stories that they're telling and some of them aren't making sense but I try to make sense of them in my own way as some of you have found out if you've listened to past episodes um I came up with this show where I wanted to basically address different rumors that I've been hearing, different scenarios that I've heard. And so this is this is gonna kinda be fantasy booking, but it's also gonna be a little bit of reality booking and just talking about SmackDown and Raw in general. No, I'm not going to talk NXT. I'm not going to talk NXT call-ups. Um, number one, I don't think there'll be an NXT call-up until after SummerSlam. It, it will shock me if there is. I'm going to tell you straight up, I hope that they do not do payback one week after SummerSlam this year. That was horrible. Uh, I would like to use another word, but I'm going to say it totally screwed up a lot of storylines. However... The storyline that I wanted to see, that I probably still, hopefully, will get to see, but they're going to have to rush it, which I don't like. I wish Dominic and Rey Mysterio would have won the tag team title belts at Backlash. It would have been so easy. Dominic and Rey Mysterio's story tells itself. 
you don't have to be creative. You don't even have to be a writer. As soon as you found out the date for Hell in a Cell, you just work backwards. In telling the story, and as long as you've got a cohesive story, Dominic and Ray, I think, will go for it. Number two, I think the fans will go for it. And I think you'll get heat for it because people don't want to see it happen, but it's like a car crash. They can't look away because they know it's going to happen. And then once it does, at Hell in a Cell, then you can't look away because you cannot believe the aftermath that you are seeing for two months. All they had to do at Backlash, I would have preferred it at WrestleMania, so that would have gave him two full months instead of five weeks. But obviously, no one in creative got this, understood this, thought this was a great story. But it could have happened at Backlash. You would have had five weeks. And in five weeks, with Rey Mysterio's experience, they could have gotten them to the point. Because fans need to see some stories coming that they don't like. They need to see it coming and hate it. And build up their hatred. And be able to vent about it on Twitter and Reddit and on different sites. And that night, going into it, they're praying it doesn't happen. Even though they know it's going to. What should have happened at Backlash is Ray and Dominic should have won the belts. The next night, or the next SmackDown, they should have had their rematch with the Dirty Dogs. And we saw the exact match that took place. They beat up Dominic. It's unknown whether he can wrestle. Doctor says no. Ray says no. Ray goes out to face them one-on-one. Looks like he's going to get killed. He's going to lose the belts that they just captured at Backlash. So, Dominic has to make a decision. He decides to go down, help his father out, realize that he just has to be in the ring and suffer through that pain. Those beatings. 
for just a little bit for his thigh to get a breath, to get reoriented, to get ready for his hot tag, where he's going to come in and beat the dirty dogs. So Dominic does that. He tags his dad. His dad comes in, hits a 619. They keep the belts. Ray gives him all the credit. However, the dirty dogs are there yapping. And he's reading the dirt sheets. He's seen all of this that say, you know, he's still a baby. He shouldn't be up here yet. He should have went to NXT. His dad won them the championships. He can't hold his own. All of this. We see Dominic and Ray next SmackDown talking. And Dominic's saying, people think that I can't hold my own up here. They think I'm riding on your coattails. I don't, I'm going to take on whoever. I don't care. It could be Chad Gable for all I care. He tells his dad, I want you in the back. Do not come out. He takes on whoever. And they are beating him to death. Because he's been injured. Obviously, Ray, concerned about his son, comes out. Dominic loses because he's distracted by his dad. They get in an argument. Next week, we're now, I think, on week four. Week three. Um, week three, they're in a non-title tag match. And they... Or I don't care who you're, who they're taking on, whether it's the Street Profits, the Dirty Dogs. But Ray is getting killed. He does the hot tag to, to Dominic. Dominic getting beat again. They throw him near the corner. Ray smacks him on the back, blind tag. Dominic gets mad. Ray wins. Dominic's like, even you don't even believe in me making a comeback. Why would you tag me? And Ray says, you were getting everything you had beat out of you. I wanted to help. That's part of being a tag team. Dominic's mod. Week four. They have another match. It's decided that uh, they're going to go up against the Street Profits. Just because they flew into my head first. And because I think they should have already gotten a rematch. But anyway. Again, 
no title on the line, they're not going to be in Hell in a Cell. They're not on the card, so they're, they're just doing this match. Same thing. Dominic's getting the crap knocked out of him. Montez Ford has already did a frog splash from the heavens um, on him. He's suffering. He gets near his dad. His dad hits him in the back. Blind tags. Dominic loses his mind. <coughs> Excuse me. Guys, I do not have COVID. Yes, I'm still coughing. This is podcast episode number five that I have done this morning. My voice is going to come and go. I'm sorry. I do not have COVID. But anyway. Um, Dominic loses his mind. Ends up grabbing the chair. Um, he can grab a kendo stick. He was very good with the kendo stick last summer. But he grabs something and starts just beating the Street Profits. They get disqualified. But he starts beating the Street Profits unmercifully. If it was AEW, there would be blood. But it's WWE, so there's not. But they're selling it for all it's worth. So Sonya Deville gets involved. And says, you know what? The Street Profits deserve their match. And you seem to want weapons and everything. So we're going to put you in a cell. You're going to have a Hell in a Cell match. On Father's Day. June 20th. This Father's Day. Against the Street Profits. Anyone care to guess what happens? Yeah. It's exactly what you don't want to happen. You see them win. But Dominic turns on his father. In the cell, no one can get in, no one can get out, and there's weapons. Dominic again loses his mind and takes it out on his dad. On Father's Day, Dominic Mysterio turns heel. The Street Profits actually save Rey Mysterio. However, the Mysterios still have the belts. So, the next week, you have them trying to work things out. You have Mom there trying to help. Dominic doesn't want to listen. Ray tells him, we have to still be a tag team. We still have the belts. Ray is trying to talk sense into him and Dominic is saying you know if all these people think we got the belts because of you you can go defend them 
all by yourself. You don't need me. I'm a baby, remember? I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be in NXT, according to all the fans. He's slowly turning into a heel. Two weeks after Hell in a Cell, you pick. You want the Dirty Dogs to have the belts? Do you want Street Profits to have the belts? I don't care who has the belts. Because all they're going to be is transitional champions. Or you can try to have the Mysterios defend those titles once or twice until SummerSlam. And let them keep the belts. I don't care. That's where you, being a creative, or you, being a writer, come in. Not me. Just a podcaster. Doesn't know what they're talking about. So, you get to the point, and it doesn't matter who has the tag team belts, who they lose them to. Because see, at SummerSlam, the Usos are taking those belts and they're going to run with them and probably not lose them until probably, I would say, Royal Rumble or maybe Elimination Chamber, maybe not even to WrestleMania. So the tag belts are not even part of the picture. They're trying to fix a relationship while Dominic is becoming a singles wrestler, a heel, someone that takes out all of his madness on whoever's in front of him. He's mad at his dad, so he's taking it out on everyone. I would love to see him go up against Baron Corbin and just kill him. Baron Corbin thinks he's still a heel, which he is, but Dominic's worse. So, what match now do you want to see at SummerSlam? What match has to happen? Because, see, I have now led you up from WrestleMania or Backlash, whichever one you choose, that they won the belt at, and they were so happy. And then you saw Dominic losing and Ray saving his own son only to have his son turn on him on Father's Day at Hell in a Cell. And then, because you saw that coming, you knew it was Father's Day. But the aftermath is what people were to remember. From Hell in a Cell to SummerSlam, Dominic becoming this ultimate heel. You never thought you would see Baby... 25-year-old, 24-year-old Dominic become a heel. If he wants to don the mask, then he does. Or maybe he dons it at SummerSlam. Because see, this aftermath has to have an ending. And the ending comes at SummerSlam. And it's the big car crash. It's not the one-on-one car crash that you saw in June. No, no. You're seeing 20 cars behind each piling up, 
hitting each other because one of the big matches at SummerSlam, Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. That's how you tell a story. And as soon as they found out Hell in a Cell was going to be June 20th, that it was Father's Day, someone, someone, out of the 30, 40 creative writers, the producers, the agents, Kevin, Bruce, someone should have said this story tells itself. Because it does. Speaking of Bruce Pritchard, Kevin Dunn, if you guys are listening to this, which I know you're not, but hopefully someone near you is, where the hell is Carmella? And what closet are you guys locking her in? And why is Matt, where, where is Corey Graves, that he can't go in and rescue her? Or how about one of her close best friends, Bailey, goes and finds her and rescues her? Get her out of the closet. You gave her a gimmick that worked. She wrestled two of the best matches against Sasha Banks in November and December. No, actually December and January of her life. And then you locked her in a closet. What's up with that? Everybody wants to talk. Becky Lynch is coming back. Brock Lesnar's coming back. Guys, when they announced the next pay-per-view with Hell in a Cell, you should have known. They're not coming back. Now, Some of you are going to write me and say, well, what about July, Sam? It's money in the bank. Yes, I know. Brock had the briefcase one time. He's not doing that again. As much as he liked beatboxing and dancing and surprising the fans, he's not doing that again. I don't see Brock coming back for money in the bank. And honestly, I don't know that he'll come back for SummerSlam, especially if it's in Vegas. He's not a big Vegas guy. You guys have ever met or talked to Brock, you know. He's not a Vegas guy. Now, if it would be held in Chicago or St. Louis... You might see Brock, but I really doubt it. I don't think Brock, I'm trying to think, it'll probably be the fall if he comes back. He's enjoying his time with his kids. Speaking of kids, everybody wants to know when Becky Lynch is coming back. They're saying, oh my gosh, June is when she left. Let me let you in on a little secret. A year, a year 
is not quite long enough when your kid is doing new things every day. And she has to get to a place where she's okay with missing it. Because you're forgetting Seth is already living that lifestyle. And he's missing some things. And Becky is seeing how he feels. How it affects him. And she's seeing what all she would miss. And I think the more and more she sees that, the more and more she makes up her mind, I'm not ready yet. She's not going to be at hell in a cell. They don't snap their fingers and she just appears in a cage. Come on. Will she come back at money in the bank? No, because I don't think they let her win. And I think all of you will be so disappointed that it will be unbelievable. And I think she doesn't want that pressure. I think WWE does not want that pressure. So, can I see her coming back at SummerSlam? If she comes back at SummerSlam, it may be to cut a promo. And that's when they will probably announce that she is moving to SmackDown. Now, we've talked about this before. We've talked about how Becky needs to move to SmackDown before travel starts. Me, personally, the week after Hell in a Cell, maybe two weeks after, I would then make the transfers then. Because July 16th, they're one on the road. I know it's only 25 cities. I know it's not that long of a time. But when you're a couple and you only get to see each other for like a day, a day and a half, two days, it sucks. So, I mean, right off the bat, I'm thinking Carmella's got to go to Raw, which will be great for her. Because I don't think they're going to leave anybody in a closet for three hours. So maybe she'll actually get some time there. Becky needs to move to SmackDown to be with Seth. You've got Naomi that needs to move to SmackDown. And you have to make the decision. Is Lana moving to SmackDown with her and they're keeping the tag team? Or is Naomi only moving to SmackDown and you're going to have to do a breakup thing with them and Naomi becomes part of the bloodline that's going to happen with Roman and the Usos holding the gold. They're dying to do that story. So you know that that one's going to happen. So they're not going anywhere. 
So Naomi is the one that's going to have to move. The question is, do they allow her to take Lana with her and them possibly also win the SmackDown women's titles? Or I should say the women's tag titles. And then the bloodline really does have a lot of the gold. So I think those three are definitely happening. So, I have always told you guys, I don't know who came up with this. It seems to be a rule. And you can kind of look it up. It seems to be the four horsewomen. Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey. They do not put all four on one show. Unless they would create a women's hour or a women's show. That's a different episode, though. They like to do two and two. So that if Vince goes wild, they can always start a storyline up between the two. So, if you've got Becky going to SmackDown, that means Bailey or Sasha needs to move to Raw. I don't think you need Alexa, who is supposed to start wrestling again soon, and bring out whatever's inside of her. I don't think Alexa... And Asuka should be on the same program. And with Carmella going to Raw to be with Corey Graves, you definitely don't need Asuka, Alexa, and Carmella all there. I think you move Asuka to SmackDown. Let her be a heel. You've always wanted her to be this cutesy, dance-around Empress of Tomorrow. Let her be a heel. Let her scream in Japanese. Let her do her torture moves. Let her go back to Strong Style. Then who do you move out of the two horsewomen? Do you move Sasha? I know a lot of you are going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You move Sasha and she gets to join Alexa's faction that they're already hinting. Number one, do not forget that for years... Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss did not like each other in real life or in the wrestling ring. Not going to go into that. They supposedly have made up. And this little thing that they're pulling on social media, I don't believe for one minute. Do I believe that Sasha would like to be a part of that gimmick? Yes. Do I think she wants to take orders from Alexa Bliss? No. She's the boss, remember? 
I think her, Becky, Oscar, would be unbelievable having a roundabout on SmackDown. You throw Bianca in there, have at it. Bailey, we have not seen be a heel on Raw. She has won one match since October's Hell in a Cell match when she lost to Sasha. One singles match. And it was against Bianca in December. Seven months of her fans that stuck with her through her change from the hugger to the heel. The fans that got her trending on and off for two or three weeks trying to get her a match at WrestleMania. And you're still having Bianca beat her? Come on. That's ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. You haven't built Bianca up enough. But there's a whole episode on that. I think it's episode 35, maybe. 38. I don't know. Look for it. It says how they should have booked Bianca to make her better. Bailey hasn't been on Raw since 2019. She hasn't been there as a heel. I think her trying to out-heal the opportunity, Charlotte, would be absolutely awesome. I would love to see them have a program together that was two or three months long. I think it would be unbelievable. You could have um, a 1-1 tie and have a rubber match at a pay-per-view and make it huge and, you know, just blow somebody up. Same thing with Bailey. Even though she's an evil heel, she's not a sadistic heel. She's not a psychopathic heel. Like, I wish she would become like Randy Orton. Because I think she would play that part very well. And I think it would shock some of you how well she would play it. But because she's not, she's more of a sarcastic make fun of you, poke at you, um, beat you, then heal. To go up against a sadistic, psychotic heel like Alexa Bliss, which is not how they've really portrayed her yet, I think Bailey would be the perfect person to get into a program with her. Bailey has said in interviews that her favorite matches, her most fun that she's had in matches, 
It's been against Eva Marie. That's cool. You're also got to remember Nia Jax is over there and Rhea Ripley's over there. I don't know whether Shayna stays there or not. But I can tell you who else needs to move. It's Drew McIntyre. Because I have a really funny feeling they're going to have him lose in Hell in a Cell. He's fought everyone on Raw there is to fight. And if he loses... For a third straight time. Decisively. To Bobby Lashley. Which I don't think. Vince wants him to give up the belt yet. McIntyre. Has to move to Smackdown. There's a bigger audience over there. And Tyson Fury. Truly. Wants to take him on. And I believe he'll sign a contract. With WWE. To take. Drew McIntyre on. So move Drew to SmackDown. Please do not have the draft right before Survivor Series. By having the draft right before Survivor Series, three weeks before some Survivor Series, there's no brand to brand warfare. There's no fight for our brand. There's no advantage. There's no special match in Survivor Series where it makes that big of a deal. Champions are going against champions, and then you have the Survivor Series match. It's brand versus brand. Well, if you have 50 billion people switching brands, then guess what? They don't have any loyalty to that brand. They could care less. They don't have a championship that they're fighting not to give up. There's no point. Because they don't care about the brand if they haven't even been there. But three weeks, why should they? So, I mean, think about this. You move Drew to SmackDown. Fox has a bigger audience. You have Drew going up against Roman Reigns, who he just fought in Survivor Series, where Drew told him he was second behind him. You have Seth Rollins that he can go up against. You have KO that he can go up against. You have Cesaro he can go up against. Drew has a whole lot of talent over there that he hasn't taken on or that he hasn't did long programs with. Like I said, you've got Lana and Naomi maybe going over there together, maybe taking on for the tag team titles. 
you have Naomi that may challenge for the SmackDown Championship in order to gain her belt as part of the bloodline. You have Asuka going over as a heel, taking on Sasha, who's still a tweener, and Bianca, who they want to be a babyface. Can you imagine seeing evil heel Asuka doing green mist all over Bianca? And if they won't let Bailey cut Bianca's braid, you better believe Asuka will do it. You've got Becky coming in over there. Her and Sasha are going to put up an unbelievable program if you let them. You've got Raw. You need to take someone from SmackDown and move them to Raw. Sami Zayn? I can see Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle getting together. Aleister Black? Could he form an alliance with Alexa Bliss? Um, Who else is over at SmackDown? That we may want to see. That would intrigue us. To go to Raw. If you send Bailey over there. And you send Carmella over there. And then like I said. You have Charlotte. You have even Marie. You have Nia Jax. You have Rhea Ripley. Say. You want to give Carmella and Bailey a break. You want to ease them into Raw. You don't want to put them in a straight-up program with any of those people I just named. Okay. Let them be a tag team. Bring Bay back. Let them both be heels. And they get along. They read each other. They have good chemistry. Put them in a tag team. Can you imagine what you would get from Tamina Natty versus Bailey and Carmella at SummerSlam? Are you for real? You've got two veterans that are training their butts off at Natty's gym. You've got Carmella and Bailey who've been a tag team before and have chemistry. Bailey's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Carmella just had two of her best matches ever in December and January. She seems to have lost the untouchable gimmick, but you can bring that right back. Because Bailey will follow that. She'll tell you how she's the best. And how she's a role model. And therefore that makes her untouchable. So. Guys there's so many different stories you can write. With just travel switches. Trying to balance rosters out. Create new programs. So that it doesn't get stale. It doesn't get old. Will WWE do this? No. They won't do it right after Hell in a Cell. They'll probably wait until about two weeks before SummerSlam. 
and then try to make up storylines that are supposed to make sense to us because we like WWE. And it's automatically supposed to make sense to us. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see. If they do it, if they do it correctly, and when they do it. I truly think it needs to be the week after Hell in a Cell. Before they start traveling. Will they? Who knows? Somebody get this episode to WWE. Anyway, your homework is the same one as it was in the last episode. You need to private message me on um, Instagram at Pro Wrestling Overtime. You need to direct message me or private message me or whatever you're going to call it on Twitter. My handle is Pro Overtime. That's two O's, Pro Overtime. Or you can email me, ProWrestlingOT at gmail.com. The reason why I'm asking you to do it privately is I want to know what you think is going to happen in the next three to six months in whatever promotion you follow. If you follow all of them, like I try to do, then pick one. If MLW is the one that you can make the most sense out of their storylines, tell me what's going to happen in the next three to six months in MLW. Or Impact. Or, you know... What's going to happen on Raw? What what do you think should happen on NXT or AEW or SmackDown or Rampage? You know, just tell me what you think is going to happen in the next three to six months. Six months will take you to the end of the year. I know you guys have gotten some great ideas because I've seen them on Reddit. But I don't want anyone else to steal them. So that's the reason why I said private message me. Don't put it up on Twitter public, you know? And then in a future episode, I'm going to break down the companies. And I'm going to tell you what I see in the next three to six months. But also uh, what you guys see. If you want me to give you credit, I will. I will tell them whatever your name is, your your screen name or whatever. Um, if you want me to say your real name, I will definitely do that. But um, if you want to be anonymous, tell me. I don't want anybody to know this, but here's what I think. That's fine. Uh, I will not steal any of your ideas. If you don't steal any that I've already thrown out. Because you guys know, you know, I'm the booker extraordinaire. Uh, I know how it's all supposed to go after the fight. But anyway, um, here's to them getting it together and just telling a simple story with the Mysterious. It's laid out perfectly on the calendar. 
All they have to do is make it happen. Will they? No. They're going to drop the ball on it. And it's May 22nd. They've got a month. I don't think they'll do it. Because they're not that smart. Anyway. Guys, as always. It's been great talking to you. Please write me and tell me what you're gonna, what you see in your favorite promotion next three to six months. I'll talk to you guys soon, and I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who are always in the know. For the ones who keep things running. For the innovators and the problem solvers. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, experienced staff at local branches, and free access to experts to help answer your toughest questions. So whatever challenge you face, we have the knowledge and products to help. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.